Hello and welcome to DAM, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. What I thought was going to be an easy week turned into a very interesting thing and we're actually going to get into some very acute neuroses. Oh my god, I'm going to talk about my fears. I had to address my fears. We're going to talk about that. Uh, in just a minute, I wanted to give you a November update. The website is completely uh, not revamped. Uh, that'll be next year. But it is completely updated. I don't have to touch it for a month. It's glorious. I'll be focusing on writing the John Goodwitch novel. Um, I am already behind uh, in my page count. I don't do word counts. It's going to be a page count because it's a, series, it's a series of short stories. But it felt good kind of completing the first one, uh, giving birth to that brain baby, and it kind of put me in that... Uh, kind of switched my gears from um, recording and graphic design to writing. So it's like, bam! Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, wrapping up um, the next couple days um, the second story, and then I will hopefully have the third story done uh, over the weekend at time of recording. So I'm going to try to get back on track. Um, I have to write approximately... Um, Four pages a day is, is, is my goal. So about 2,000 words a day. Um, so we'll see. Um, but other than that, the network's running smooth. Even though I've gone dark, we don't have any variant covers. So that that's it um, on, on that one. Uh, smooth sailing through calm seas. Interestingly enough, though, my brain has decided to distract itself. All of a sudden, I've got two new games, one on my computer and one on my phone, um, both have the term Reaper in it, I don't know, death-obsessed, I guess. Between that and, you know, like watching, catching up on shows, it's like my brain's going, I don't want to write. I want to watch Spaced. I want to play Reaper games on your phone or your computer or, you know, read something else or watch Doctor Who. Like, my brain is literally going, I don't want to write. I'm looking for ways to distract myself. I've never been so into games uh, before, uh, mobile games before, um, this, I've always been kind of like, I can drop in, drop out, but you know, this one I've, I've got to put some time into and I'm going, why brain? Why? No, we must write. So I'm really just pretty much punching my brain in the head. Um, cause my brain has that. I'm punching my brain face, um, to make myself write, which I'm pretty sure is not how it's done, but screw it, can't drink. So, um, I found a home at mile high. Um, I went on a comic book run, uh, for some stuff for one of my nephews and for Deb, because I was giving him a bunch of comics I was going to sell, and unfortunately I gave Deb only two issues out of a six-issue arc, and I gave my nephew five issues out of a six-issue arc. So one doesn't know how, it, well, neither one of them know how everything ends. So I went to Mile High Comics, and I picked up, uh, or I ordered uh, the Incredible Hulk issue six for uh, the nephew, and Empire uh, issues two through six for uh for deb and then i picked up uh, a trade paperback for myself which was uh the mark wade written um dead heat uh the flashes dead heat which uh has a line that deb and i always talk about uh on no applause which is when wally west and linda park uh our girlfriend boyfriend uh wally west is the flash in this case and uh they end up playing relationship chicken and then super speed ninjas pop up out of nowhere and wally actually thinks to himself Oh, ninjas, thank God. Um, which has always been one of those, whenever I've gotten into a serious relationship and gotten into a, a talk that sometimes I'll kind of, either mentally or sometimes we'll just go, ninjas, thank God, uh, to, to, to move away from the conversation. Not that I'm a commitment phobe by any means, but sometimes it's too soon or sometimes I don't need 
a piece of paper to define the relationship and a big ceremony or, or party or whatever. Um, I've never been to a party. Do they hurt? But I wanted to kind of slam through uh, the November update and finding a home. Oh, so uh, finding a home at Mile High. I never finished, really, which, weirdly enough, I had just started. Um, you can tell I'm talking fast. I want to wrap through this because I, A, want to get to the actual uh, uh, acute mental neuroses that I do have, uh, which I haven't talked about in a long time on the show, um, as well as I, I want to I wanna write. I want to write. Um, I'm feeling itchy about, you know, finishing that second story on time. So... I went into Mile High and, uh, you know, ordered, um, like, reading grade uh, for the comics. I didn't need to spend a lot of money on on, on um, Deb and the boy. You know, reading grade, you know, very good or fine. Um, fine or very good, you know, copies would, would suffice. So I'm waiting for those to come in and they'll give me a call or email me, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I am talking to the guy that was working at the shop and we talked about um, the manager of, of that specific Mile High Comics that I actually know. He remembers me from when I worked at Mile High Comics. So shout out to Aaron. But, uh, you know, we started talking and I would say things like, yeah, do you have any of the Mark Wade run um, trade paperbacks? I see a lot of the Jeff Johns stuff, but I'm looking specifically for Dead Heat and the first, you know, appearance of Savitar and, and all this. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I totally blah, 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 blah. And that was, you know, drawn by Oscar Jimenez and Alberto Ramos. And we started talking about the evolution of um, Alberto Ramos's art from, you know, doing Impulse and kind of the kind of the over-exaggerated um, art he had in Deviate, uh, written by Warren Ellis, published under uh, Image. It felt like, you know, A, like no time had passed in terms of me working at a comic book store. It was like I could snap right into, let's talk about this without having a hood win in a fight conversation, um, as well as having someone else who, you know, has kind of an encyclopedic knowledge of artists and writers and um, eras in comics and what I'm looking for and how I would describe it, I mean, it's, it's like listening to two engineers talk, but basically we're just comp nerds, um, but highly stylized jargon. So I found out I'm a mile high, so I'm looking forward to going back in and, uh, you know, getting the books that I ordered. And, uh, you know, it took all my willpower to, to not spend a lot of money in that place like I used to, even when I did work there, spent a lot of money. Let's talk about my fears. I was, you know, you guys know I'm in another therapy class that's not... Super intense therapy, but it is therapeutic um, for by name and by, and by some rights, sort of. We did this writing exercise, and it was write down uh, five words that describe you, five words that don't describe you, which I thought I, I would have liked to have done the words that describe you and not words that don't describe you, but um, words that describe your least um, enviable attributes. Uh, that would have really gotten in, you know, really made you dig deep in terms of, well, uh, you know, uh, my anxiety and my and my fears. But we ended up talking about fears as well. She goes, write down like two or three of your biggest fears. And people were like spiders and snakes. And I mean, there are a few people that were like the loss of my family or friends, like losing people. I assume that meant death as opposed to just them moving on uh, romantically, socially. But that's still loss. It's still loss. I've grieved the loss of a parent who is still alive because he's gone. But uh, the counselor kind of focused on, on one of my fears, which I'll do last. Um, but two of the fears were anonymity and being average. There's a line in a song, it's called I Type for Miles by Jets Brazil, where uh, he, the singer Blake Schwarzenbach, whose altar I worship at, says, No one cares, your voice is average. 
And it's like the voice inside his head telling him this. And I used to have like a, a actual physical like wince at that. Not only he would have that thought, but like that I could have that thought where it's like, no one cares. Your voice is average. No one's going to read you. No one's going to listen to you. Um, I almost just took out my coffee cup with my hand, big gesturing, waving, very, you know, broad statement, uh, uh, debating, um, physicality here. Um, and I'm actually really enough looking at the novel I wrote, uh, last year for NaNoWriMo because I'm letting a friend borrow my copy. And, uh, it's literally terrifying for me to think about that all this art and I'm being very charitable in my own right saying it, but all of this this, this output I'm putting out into the world that no one's going to listen to it. No one's going to, you know, and then, and then that, in that, that ties into that anonymity that I want to be known as an artist. Uh, truly, you know, I mean, I write, I draw, I record, I, you know, all the stuff I've done, I do maybe not for attention, but so that in death, I can say, I put this out. I produced, what have you fucking done in the words of wanted? You know, so that, you know, I'm not just some guy in the back room uh, recording this and quoting Wanted, that it's bigger than that uh, when I finally uh, shuffle loose this mortal coil. That's kind of the an anonymity and, and being average, that, that fear of being average. Um, speaking of when I die, uh, my, one of my fears is dying alone. This one haunts me. And a lot of people go, well, you know, we all die alone or we die surrounded by friends and family. Well, yes, I understand that. And it's really, death is a very personal uh, experience. <laughs> I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying that. Um, in that, you know, you do do it alone in the end. No matter who's surrounded by you, you're the one dying. Um, not that that makes the dying person necessarily special. People have been dying for millions of years. Or, you know, like a week uh, if you you know, want to do the whole Bible thing. But I, I in one of my last therapies, uh, intense therapy classes uh, that I did before uh, last year, I had talked about how my daughter doesn't really know me and the only reason she'd be at my funeral is because her mom would take her, uh, that it wouldn't be of her own volition or uh, momentum. Um, and that, that pained me. And that I wouldn't have some... Uh, you know, woman sobbing over my casket, begging God to just bring me back for one more minute. I have a fear of dying cold and alone and unloved. Um, I would say it's a very human fear, um, but it's in my brain. Um, I think about it probably two to three times a week. Um, I mean, you hear it on, you know, on, on no applause when I make jokes where I go, and blah, 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 in issue 37 of X-Men, this happened. Oh, my God, I'm going to die cold and alone. And we all laugh because it's like, yeah, half fucking nerd. But there's a kernel of truth there that I do think that, I don't know, because I'm not open emotionally or because, you know, and right now I'm, I'm not in a position where I can be o openly social. Um, I, I don't have... Uh, the time, the means. Like I said, my situation right now, um, in, in terms of um, the legality of my life, uh, the, the issues I'm dealing with, um, I really can't go out and meet people and to build um, 
social relationships that could lead into a romantic relationship. I don't have that. So it's very easy to kind of get depressed and say, I haven't, you know, really met or been with anyone in two years. Like, what's what's going to change? A lot's going to change, Doug. Um, you're either saying to yourself, or as I am right now, I'm saying it to myself, life will go on. You've changed. The world's changed. Things will happen. You either have to go out and chase them or let them happen, um, which seemed diametrically opposed. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do there, but, um, yeah, Th those are my fears. These are these acute neuroses that really do drive me. Uh, it's why I'm recording this. It's why I wrote this novel. It's why I'm writing another book, and I've got the ideas for a book for next year. It's why, you know... I try to make myself as integral to any social relationship, business relationship, personal relationship, romantic relationship, because I want to feel that I matter, and sometimes I don't uh, feel that way. And I'm sure it all stems back to my dad not knowing, uh, uh, even my mom to some smaller extent, not understanding how to, how to handle a highly creative child, a very uh, smart child who doesn't want to just do what a normal boy would do, which is go out in the woods and chase stuff or catch things or go out for sports. They didn't, I don't think they knew how to foster um, playing video games with me um, or reading a comic or, you know, uh, getting into all this superhero stuff, which I, they probably loved when I was a kid, not knowing this stuff is going to shape me and to keep going uh, well into my 30s. <laughs> um so I, you know, I just, I felt like I've never belonged. Um, and so I think that I, I possibly overcompensate in terms of uh, almost all relationships in my life to, to make myself matter in them, to become, like I said, integral, uh, the, a cog that without which it would not work, um, which is kind of horrible. Um, it's, it's selfish, self-serving. Uh, it's unfair to the other person. Uh, I'm not denying these things. I'm not denying that I've acted horribly and could possibly act horribly in the future. But, uh, you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, so we'll see. But I think that's why I do some of the stuff I do is, is because I want to be, feel that I'm, I'm, I'm loved and I deserve to be loved. Uh, I need to really get to that point. Um, I'm still not 100% there, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it, it's just, I'm, I'm getting kind of deep and a little bit off track, but that's the kind of stuff that drives me. Those are the, the acute mental neuroses that are in my head all the time. Um, you know, hours of a week, you know, minutes of a day, um, that this stuff kind of crops up uh, from the back of my brain and kind of plants claws in my, in my forelobes and just kind of angrily massages it with with nails of 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 um you know unapathetic uh, uh maliciousness so anyway that's the show <laughs> um i'm gonna go take a shower with my clothes on no that's not true um so from damn doug's acute mental neuroses i'm doug and from damn doug's acute mental neuroses this show has lived up to it these have been my acute mental neuroses Good night, Internet. Oh, yeah.
This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!